الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص ما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا ما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ويقولون متى هو قل عسى ان يكون قريبا وقال الله تعالى متى نصر الله الا ان نصر الله قريب صدق الله العلي العظيم وصدق رسول النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين thank you praise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with great wealth of iman allah pakki pas iman allah pakki ka sab dunya wa iman allah pak rezarat us on the day of qiyamah with the people of complete kamil perfect iman durud and salawat upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam forever and ever daim abada recite the ritual allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala ali sayyidina muhammadin wa barik wa sallim da'ut sayyid دبات شغلهم دي انتو بين فاس بس مسجد الحمد لله there's only one masjid i know that catches my eye all other masjids are hidden but this masjid when you walk driving on a highway a lot of you may have experienced that the majesty and the beauty of this masjid it stands in all its glory the dome the green dome anybody will tell you that when they driving on this entry you must have experienced it yourself also and uh, this is one of the beauties of the masjid also it comes in the kitabs also when a person sees a masjid it must attract him the masjid must attract him not only in the month of ramadan inside outside you know where i live in berlin there's a place tenants for the same those things they built a masjid in this area beautiful very beautiful masjid in the township and i was very impressed with it also small masjid but alhamdulillah and what i'm going to tell you what i gave my friend a lift was non muslim person and as we came you know we saw the masjid and the non muslim person is telling me he's telling me look at this look at our masjid he said look at our masjid how's our masjid so that was the thing the thing the beauty of the masjid i'm not saying extravagance you don't have to go for extravagance but build beautifully alhamdulillah muslim people got money I'm not saying we don't have to go into heavy extravagance everything you no know, from here from one person who was telling one of the elders one of the elders came to South Africa and he was telling the elders the chandeliers are from this country carpets are from that country and all these things are from this country and that country so the elders after hearing everything they don't get impressed all the time with all this extravagance alhamdulillah put nice things said this one from france and that one from italy the musalli down the road did you bring into the masjid so very important brothers after the month of ramadan we do have a problem our masjids get a little bit empty and uh, one of the ways is remind our brothers we don't look down upon anybody 
that you keep on reminding them. You can make a little club, you can reduce that as an excuse. And no youngster should leave namaz, fajr namaz at all. No youngster. All the court, absolutely no excuse. Nobody's got no excuse to read any masjid, to read namaz in, in a masjid, not in a masjid. In this area, I think there's about four masjids. One Jamaat Kanaya, one Jamaat Kanade, there about three masjids on this uh, road here, this fair estate or whatever it is. So in Overport, no one got any excuses not to read any namaz in a masjid. And remember one thing, a person who lives, lives close to the masjid, and none of us today can say, you know, I don't have vehicle, I don't have cars, I cannot, even if you don't have a car, your neighbor is great. And I'm sure in South Africa, in Durban, amongst our people in South Africa, we don't mind. It's like an honor if someone tells me, give me a lift to the masjid. It's like an honor for us. So no one should have an excuse. Yes, if you striking distance of the masjid and you read your namaz at all, according to some imams, your namaz is not accepted. According to some imams, your, masjid, your namaz is not accepted. You have to go to the masjid. It is wajib to read namaz in the masjid. Abdullah ibn Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala was a blind sahabi. When he came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that, uh, am I excused from reading namaz in the masjid? And those days, you know how the roads were. There was no lights. There was no lightning. There was the masjid was dark. And uh, he was talking about Fajr and, and, and Isha Salah. And uh, he told Nabi Sallam, can I, you know, read my namaz at home? I'm blind. Nabi Sallam said, sure, you are, you know. There's no problem in this. And he was walking away. The Nabi Sallam asked him, can you hear the azan? He said, yes, even Nabi Sallam didn't even give him that place. He told him, no, you'll have to come to the masjid. But besides that, brothers, I didn't want to talk about this. I just wanted to touch on that. Some people were saying, speak about, you know, the masjid, uh, very important I have. In the month of Ramadan, I went to Palestine. And I was giving a report back, few very interesting. I talked not interesting, the things that are there are interesting. The things that are there, every Muslim, every Muslim, rich, poor, whatever it is, we should aspire to go to Masjid Al-Aqsa. I was telling the people, somebody was telling me this in Palestine. said, if Makkah and Medina is the history of Sahaba, we're not saying Aqsa is better than Makkah and Medina, but Aqsa is the history of Ambiya and Medina. Of the 120,000, 24,000, 200,000 Sahaba, uh, Ambiya that came of this world, 80,000 of the Ambiya came in the Masjid Aqsa area, in the Palestine area. I'm not even talking about the whole of Sham. All of Shami, Syria, Jordan, and so many Arab countries around there. But I'm talking about the Palestine, Palestine area. 80,000. So every Muslim should aspire. You know what is the honor? What is the honor of going to Masjid Al-Aqsa? And the reward? Ajib. Our tour guide was telling us, you know, if you read Salah here, I'm going to come to this, inshallah, I'm going to take you to the Masjid. That is the honor of reading the Masjid, Masjid Al-Aqsa. Masjid Al-Aqsa is 144,000 square meters. That's about 14 acres. I don't know how much it is, but 14 acres. Always we've heard, many of us heard, 
that the Jews are trying to confuse us, they show us the dome of the rock, uh, and they tell you that that is Masjid Aqsa, but the green dome in front, they tell you that that is, but that is Masjid Aqsa. That's not right. I don't know where we got this from. The dome of the rock is one of the eight masajids in Masjid Aqsa. The great, under the green dome, that is one of the masjid, eight masjids in Masjid Aqsa. It is called a Qibli Masjid. People who go there will tell you. It is a Qibli Masjid. All programs take place from that Masjid. All bayans take place from that Masjid. Any of the eight Masajid, if you read Salah, then you'll have to follow the Imam of the Qibli Masjid, which we see the green dome. But the dome of the rock is one of the Masajid of the eight Masjids in Palestine. Now, one thing, Masjid Al-Aqsa, what is the sulam that is taking place in this place? The oppression. Because Palestine, Palestinians cannot run Masjid Al-Aqsa. Palestinians got no show, nothing. The whole of Jerusalem, don't tell the Palestinian this is Jerusalem. You don't want to hear. Jerusalem was the capital for the Crusades and the Christian people. It's called Quds. They don't like to hear Wailing Wall. There's no such thing as Wailing Wall. Wailing Wall is the wall of Burak. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, lot of history. Every step is history. The wailing wall is not, if you tell the wailing wall, a Palestinian gets very angry. That is a Burak wall. And every Muslim should get angry. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tied the Burak in that, in the, on that wall, where they call it the wailing wall. The wailing wall, brothers, the Jews, they go there to wail. I always wanted to know why they go there and wail. What are they wailing to a wall? So they call it the Wailing Wall. They call it the Western Wall. They call it the, uh, the Wailing Wall. But it's the Burak Wall. People who went to Palestine will tell you, the guide will tell you, that the Rishon tied the Burak there on that wall. Why do they wail? Ajib this nation. The oppression, I'm coming to that, the oppression that the Palestinians are going through. They cannot control everything. The whole Jerusalem municipality is run by Jews. That is why when you come to the gate, you'll find the Jewish soldiers, then you find the, the Palestinian soldiers. They got no say, nothing. If those people stop you and do anything with you, these people cannot do anything. Masjid Aqsa is controlled by the Jordanian authority. Now, Palestine, Palest, a Palestinian, you know what is the Zulam? There is no country in the world recognized as Palestine. On the world maps, Google, what I don't know, whatever it is. There's no country as Palestine. Number one, you cannot, no Palestinian can have an identity as I am a Palestinian. An ID card. I'm a Palestinian. We got South Africa. I go anywhere in the world. I'm a South African. Or Indian. I'm a German. But Palestinians cannot say that. They cannot, they, there's no ID, ID card. You cannot have a Palestinian passport. Ajib brothers, this is the zulm that these people are going through. Ukraine and Russia, the war, I don't follow politics, but I'm telling you, Ukraine was oppressed. What happened? The whole world ran to the aid. Even we felt bad. Now I went to Ukraine, so I also felt bad. I said, how these people are oppressing these people? They are wonderful people. They are good people. The whole world went to the aid of Ukraine because they felt that these people were oppressed. When you come to Palestine for years and years, thousands, not hundreds, for thousands of years, even before the advent of Islam, these people have been oppressing Palestinians. 
you cannot have a Palestinian passport. If a Palestinian wants to, uh, to, to travel, he's got two options. His option is he must have a Jordanian temporary travel document. That is very difficult to get. A Jordanian temporary travel document. That's one option. You know what is this other option? Actually, he must become an Israeli. He can get an Israeli passport. But the things that they are saying, when I told somebody, look for convenience, just accept it. He said, what are you talking? He said, for thousands of years we've been fighting that we don't want to be Israelis. We don't want Israelis here. So I was just joking. I was telling him, you know, what's Israel? They made it like that. They changed all the names. You know, you look at Bethlehem. Bethlehem is not Bethlehem. Bethlehem is Beitul Laham. It's an Arabic word. Any Arabic uh, student will tell you. Beitul Laham means house of meat, but it means house of nourishment. Beitul Laham, our Bethlehem here in South Africa also, is not Bethlehem. Remember these things. It's Beitul Laham. Beit means house, Laham means meat. Nation of that. Beitul Laham. They try and change everything. So, the, the, so I told this fellow, so why they call it Israel? But what is the real thing? The name is Israel. We all know that we read it hundred times in the Quran. Bani Israel. It is not Israel, but it is Israel. They have changed it like that. Israel. What's the meaning of Israel? The meaning of Israel is simple. Isra means a, a slave. Il means Allah in the Jewish, whatever language it is. It's an Arabic word. What it translates into? Simple, it translates into Abdullah. That's what Israel is. Right? I was just joking, isn't it? Just call yourself an Israel. Say you are an Israel, you are a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are Abdullah. But they cannot accept that. Who was Israel? Israel was the name of Yaqub alayhi salam. Yaqub alayhi salam was the son of Ishaq alayhi salam. Ishaq alayhi salam was the son of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam had two sons, Ismail alayhi salam, Ishaq alayhi salam. Ismail, the Arab lineage. Their mother was Hajra alayhi salam, she went to Makkah. And the whole Arab lineage came from Ismail alayhi salam, Ishaq alayhi salam, the whole Bani Israel, the Jews, their mother was Sarah alayhi salam. So they had a dispute woman, two women, they had a dispute, so when he was passing by Palestine, he left Hajra alayhi salam there, and, uh, he left Sarah alayhi salam, and he took Hajra alayhi salam and left her there. Now you know what brothers, you know when we see, recently we've been seeing in the news that the, uh, the Arab leaders, and some Yahudi and everything, like getting together, you know. You know, in our language, we say, we want it together in battle. Compromising, making friends, whatever it is. They saw Mufti there also, Mufti was shaking hands. But please, brothers, verify this. Don't just say anything. This WhatsApp is the most dangerous thing. The most dangerous thing is this WhatsApp. Most of the messages, even if it's a real true message, 95% is lies. 5% is the truth. So just verify this. But I tell you one thing. Why I would say I believe it. I'm not saying you must believe it. You know why, brothers? Whenever the Israelis, these Israelis, when they are in a corner and when they're trapped, you know what they say to the Arabs? Achi, we are brothers. You know why? Say we are brothers, we are cousins. Because Ibrahim Ismail al-Islam, Isaac al-Islam, we are brothers. So it makes them cousins. Say we are cousins. What's the problem? Whenever they are in, in a trap, whenever they are cornered, the people of Palestine were telling us 2022 is going to be a year you're going to see. I don't know what we're going to see, 
But I don't like that, uh, you know, working out all those figures and numbers and years and then say that this is what the hadith said because many people have did this before and nothing happened. But they say this year, inshallah, the intifada, the intifada is going to take place in 2022 and there is some torture going on in, in this Palestine. So I, uh, uh, an Israeli, the zulm that these people go through, the only other option is to become, have an Israeli passport. And when you have an Israeli passport, it's too good. Because you can walk in through the gates. You know, all the problems you see on TV and all the things, where it comes from? It starts from these gates. When these youngsters, when they come to the gates of Masjid al-Aqsa, when they come to the, the whole thing in Masjid al-Aqsa, Masjid al-Aqsa is 144,000 square meters. Not that Kibli Masjid, not the Green Dome. That's one of them, eight masjid. And if we only had time, we could go through the eight masjid. History, history, history. Ambiya and Sahaba and everyone and scholars and Tabiyin and Tabi Tabiyin. That's why I say every Muslim should aspire to go to uh, Masjid Aqsa. So this is where you have the problem at the gates. When they come, they don't have a proper ID. They're not allowed. One person was telling me, sad. He's telling me, I live two kilometers down the road. From this masjid, there's a settlement down, Silwan or something. And he says, I'm only allowed once a year to come to this masjid. That is in the month of Ramadan. I come once a year, that is sometime on the 27th night. That is on the, that is why on the 27th night, someone is asking me, you are saying that the people don't come to the masjid, but on this 27th night, over 300, 400,000 people can come. They were stopping people at checkpoints that you cannot go into Masjid Al-Aqsa. I was speaking to somebody, hundred, hundred thousand ladies, women, hundred thousand women in Masjid Al-Aqsa, all over. But there's no like a, not like a, you know, it's not intermingling, but there's no problem, no real fit now. It can't take place because male and female together, if you're going to the toilets, toilets are far out. If you're going to, you have to pass women. So I asked somebody, can't, you know, can't you organize this, work it out, like women one side, this, and so many women, why don't they have turns and things like that? You see, these people are only allowed in the month of Ramadan. And the last 10 days, he said, you want us to take that away from you. Sheikh Raid Salah, many people may have heard his name, he's not allowed, he's banned from Masjid Aqsa. The one that opened the Marwani Masjid. Marwani Masjid has got so much of history, it has the chambers of Maryam I don't have to tell you anything else. I tell you that the Marwadi Masjid, the chambers of Maryam is in this Masjid. Isa Alayhi Salam was not conceived, but a lot of people salam, was pregnant and in this chambers and Isa Alayhi Salam was here at that time. The Quran and Hadith they say the most honorable woman Walk on the surface of the earth of Maryam The Quran says it also. And openly, but the Quran says it. So the, Sheikh Raid Salah opened this Marwani Masjid in 1996. The Yahud wanted to take this away. They wanted one corner of Masjid Al-Aqsa. That is their way of coming into Masjid Al-Aqsa. And Palestinians, they don't take anything really. Like, you know, when I went also, I thought, Shabab, all youngsters, you know, I see brothers, young, young boys, 14, 15, 16. They're facing soldiers. They're facing soldiers with machine guns. You must see how they are armed. 
bombs and bullets and I don't know what, what they got on their body. I don't even look at them. I don't even want to look at them. Alhamdulillah, foreigners have no problem. You know, a lot of people talk bad about the Palestinians. South Africans, we go there. We look down upon the Palestinians. Brothers, that's not our domain. That's not our property. That is the domain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who's good and who's bad? Who's reading namaz and who's not reading namaz? And who's got taqwa and who's got this? That is the domain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In hadith it comes, when you look down upon another person, before that person falls in your eyes, you fall in the eyes of Allah. Brothers, why I say don't look down upon Palestinians, especially the great responsibility, they call it Rubat. Murabitun, you know they call themselves the Murabitun, Rubat. The great responsibility of protecting Masjid Aqsa, these people have been doing for thousands of years. They've lost their families, their mothers, their fathers, their grannies, their properties, they own nothing, they have nothing. You will see the houses they live in, simple houses. You know why? Not because they can't build. Not because they cannot become doctors. A lot of them become doctors. But in the protection of Masjid Al-Aqsa, they have given everything and they say, you know what? This is our lives. You won't, you don't get a kurta shop in Palestine. You know why? You don't sell kurtas. You don't sell, no one wears kurtas. People don't wear kurtas. Now, latest now, recently, in a few years, no one wears kurtas. And the other thing now, everybody is reading namaz with shoes. They can't come into the masajid when they're outside. They read namaz with shoes on. The other thing that is an ikhtilafi Muslim among the Shafi, Hanafi, about the beard, that you cannot shave your beard off totally. The Shafis, there are some sects of the Shafi mazhab where you can cut your beard. Shafi. Can cut your beard, you cannot shave your beard. Besides the imam, some of the imams also have short beard. But because of the Shafi, Masla, Mazai, Masla, Mazai, the, uh, you see in the Masla there, some of them cut their beards also. But I'm saying, brothers, you will be judged on your iman. You will be judged on your iman on the 27th night of Ramadan. On the 27th night of Ramadan, you know, you see these people's iman. I went to South America, also on the 27th night. I was talking bad about the Arabs. Arabs are like this, Arabs are like that. I met few Palestinians there. Lost their iman totally. One Palestinian, one Palestinian I met, he didn't know it was Ramadan. He didn't know it was the month of Ramadan. But in the 27th night when I went into the masjid, you know when they make the dua, they read two rakat and they read one and they make the dua. How they cried, brothers. Allah, I'm telling you, even the angels must have cried how these people cried at the duas. I cannot cry. I've never cried like that. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, one drop, one tear drop, one drop, a person sheds in remorse of his sins. You know, in making toba, he cries one drop. It is enough to wash off all his sins, even if his sins are as much as the foam in the ocean. The way they cried. That showed us, brothers, how they iman is. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you know, if you can't cry, then at least, you know the word, but the bath comes. Try and cry. Do like you cry. If you can't cry, but how these people cried. That was the, you know, the strength of the iman. A person who beat iman cannot do this. 
I'm saying, brothers, these people are under gunfire and these guns all the time. Every moment of their lives, the soldiers are pointing their guns at them. And these people can, anytime, and we, we talk so much about them. You know, one incident, on the last Friday, before Jumaqah, before in Ramadan, many, many Palestinians come to use that Friday, hundreds of thousands. Sometimes they say, if they stop them at checkpoints. But they can get out to 300, 400,000 also. Because the outside is big, we were for a And I'm telling you how weak we are and how strong they are. When we talk, we say we got big beard. I'm very big in Amama. I'm very beautiful. Jovandi Kurta. Brothers, remember one thing, brothers. I may get in trouble. Remember one thing. Everyone can't wear Jovandi Kurta. Everyone can't wear five. Everyone won't wear five piece tokens. Everyone won't wear a long kurta. Everyone won't tie their hands here. Everyone can't tie their hands here. You go different places, some people leave their hands down also. Islam has allowed that, brothers. There's no such thing as one maslak, whether it's Yobandi or the Arabs or the, whoever it is, brothers. We're all different. A person coming from the depths of Africa, he don't know much of the of He's never heard of Mufti Ibrahim Salih. He didn't know him to follow him. He's never heard him, he never saw him. He's got his Imam, he's got his Ali. So just keep that in mind, brothers. I'm telling you the strength of the Iman, what happened to us in this day, over three, four hundred thousand people came here. And the Shabab, I was talking about the Shabab, the strength of the Iman. Youngsters, you know, you see them throwing stones. And what they throw is, do you know the soldiers, how armed they are? You know how armed they are? They can finish everybody in minutes, but these people are all the time Remember one thing, they can't do anything with those tools. But you know what is the whole thing here? They always tell you this is resilience. They must know that there are people being resilient against the Jews coming into Masjid. That's what they want to do. They want to come into Masjid Aqsa and take over Masjid Aqsa. And we are sitting here in this place here. We are so frightened of them, the whole world. The only people that don't fight for the Yahud are the Palestinians. You know what happened to us? When this thing took place, on the, there was a heavy, not a skirmish, skirmish is just argument pushing, shooting rubber bullets with tear gas, and there was 100,000 people early in the morning, 7 o'clock, Juma. Everyone started running. Everyone, Palestine, more people get hurt in that stampede when they were running, but these people were gone mad also, and those people were gone off anyway, beating. I said, and my brother, I'll tell you how, how much love will give the strength of our demand. So we ran into the toilet and bathroom area. When we went there, I'm telling the fellow, close the gate, I just gave the fellow 100 shekels, 100 shekels, 500 then. Please help me, I'm from Gaza, I'm this and that. And I had to give some money, so I gave him 100 shekels, 500 left, 510 in my life. Until he closed the gate, before he could close the gate, these two soldiers came into this area. And two of us, where they got us gunpoint. So I had another brother next to me, from Johannesburg, Bilal, so immediately he lifted his hand and he said, South African, I was a little bit behind him. Danki Maslar Mulana. I had to go and say anything happened. And we lifted, he said, you know, uh, he lifted his hand, he said, we South Africans. The fellow looked at us, pointed, and you know what? In 30 days, I'm telling my wife, in 30 days, twice I've been held gunpoint. Jobo got held to put a gun on my head. And you know what he's telling me? He said, third time, I don't know, lucky or unlucky, you call it. So he left me, you know, he, this fellow said South African was a lawyer. 
He said, I'm South African. Like, he said, okay, welcome to Israel. You know, Masjid Aqsa. He said, welcome to Israel. This fellow said, he turned around to him, I thought this was Palestine. That fellow turned around again with the gun. I said, Bilal, keep right, Bilal. I told him in another way, in a very hard way. It's I told him, Bilal, Janki, Masla, what do you see in Israel? What do you think Palestine is Israel? And uh, this is what they want, brothers. You must say you're an Israeli. That is what they want the Palestinians to say we are Israelis. Allah speaks about it in the Quran. Only time they will be happy with you until you follow the millet. When you follow the millet and you follow the religion, we're not far from it. My name is Omar, Tasi, Yusuf, everything. But we're not far from following the millet. Look at our homes, look at our way, look at our style, look at everything around us. Many countries had all these opportunities and this wealth. But we know what happened, brothers. He still shows, but inshallah, protect all of us. The last thing, brothers, when I was saying, Zaid was supposed to remind me. They say, what is the honor of being in Masjid al-Aqsa? They say, every step you take, your, the step you take, or the sajda you make, it can go inside with one of the 124,200,000 no other place in the world has this honor and sharaf of all Ambiya Ali Muslim, not even Makkah, Medina, of coming together on one thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of us. The message is, brothers, when Jew was telling our, our guide, Mulana Musa, he said, see, we understand Makkah, Medina is sacred to you all. That is why millions of people go there. Alhamdulillah, we got no problem. Say, see, Masjid Aqsa. This is not sacred to Muslims throughout the world. That's why you won't find. You only find South Africans. That is why nobody's come here, and we want to take over Masjid Aqsa. Inshallah, brothers. Ayat I mentioned in the beginning of my khutbah. When will the help of Allah come? Matan Nasrullah. Allah Paksi Allah Don't worry. The help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is very close. And throughout the world, somebody I met from India came from India was telling me, Palestine, Syria is nothing. What is happening at the moment in India? So, brothers, alhamdulillah, we have so much of work to do to liberate Palestine. We've got India, Muslims are suffering throughout the world. Our du'as are not enough, brothers. Our du'as are just not enough. We're living here, we're living very comfortable, we've got no problem. When they finish there, then it becomes a It started to happen. The looting happened, how frightened we were. It was a little touch of it and uh, how we were. Last one.